Okay, good evening. Good evening, Heartbeat. Good evening, everyone seeing there tonight. Good evening. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> this next album gonna be hot. Damn. There we go. <laughs> okay, all the leaders, all the house leaders across the um, Paul's Heartbeat, good evening to you. Let's quickly just all come on tonight. Like S said, we don't trade with stop losses out here. I don't trade with no stop losses. <laughs> we don't trade with stop losses out here, bro. Come on, man. You heard him. He said, S ain't the only one that rose. We rose together. Mad words. That's my favorite rose track. My favorite rose track. Let's have all the leaders on tonight, guys. Gold crown. All the houses on. Just pledge your allegiance to the nation, the family. Let me see the houses on. Gold house, gold crown. All the houses across the heartbeat. And of course, if you're tuned in from any other family in the nation family, in the family, then of course, a good evening to you. A good evening to you. All the houses is the road to 11.11. We are extremely excited. The Vision Festival. And beside me on the screen, you can see pledges being redeemed at an extreme rate. Um, all the leaders extremely passionate towards the redemption of seed. Um, the, the level of excitement is thick and you can literally slice the air with a knife, knowing that everybody's super committed to our family, our nation. This is what we do. All the houses tuned in. Let me see all the houses tuned in now. Of course, from Deborah Praise at uh, Love House 1 and 2. Um, Pastor Shadia, I see you. Good evening, Ma. I am Shay, the Lab House tuned in. HSC and the Lab House tuned in. House of Wellness, the Inspire HQ. I'm joined here by your favorite leaders, of course. Pastor Alex and Pastor Stephen of the Limitless family are here in the studio. Pastor Ebun of the House of Wellness. Pastor Binta of the House of Wellness. Um, mobilizer Pastor Faye of the Inspire House, um, Jadida of Inspire House, um, Pastor Precious of the Kingdom Castle, Pastor um, KB Goldman of the Kingdom Castle, Emily of the Gold House, Pastor Christian of the Kingdom Castle, Pastor Deborah of the Gold House, Malik and Malachi of the Inspire House, um, Odelia, Pretty O.D. of the Kingdom Castle, and of course, Pastor Wesley of the Kingdom Castle. It's a family night, and um, we're just preparing ourselves for what is going to be another moment of word and time that changes our lives, um, a celebration that changes our lives. And every given moment, when we participate in this celebration, we never come out the same. Uh, you remember our celebration at the IOD, at the Institute of Directors. Do you remember our celebration then when we all donned our suits and our black ties? Uh, and after that, I believe we, we were then at the, um, the penthouse celebration, the 11-11 penthouse celebration, all the way down to the HQ celebration where we designed the bottom of the HQ. It's a partner's night, it's family night, brothers and sisters night. This is the night that when it comes, you use it to advertise to your souls that you're part of a family. 
And then you, you can use it to tease them to say, hey, why don't you want to be a part of this though? Why don't you want to join the family? Pastor Shante, good evening. Pastor, Pastor Ayo, sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Pastor Samuel, George White, Love House 1 and 2. Pastor Toyosi, Giwa, Love House 1 and 2. It's an evening for the heartbeat and the entire nation right now. We're going to get ready for the word. Sunday service, how powerful was that word from PT, our father, our leader? That powerful word Sunday, Sunday afternoon. PT speaking to us about preachers, speaking to us about the three G, speaking to us about things from your perspective, the the Yehoshua perspective of seeing life. And I, I, I think it's quite simple. What the word does is every time you hear the word, you just get bolder within the word because you start seeing life that things that are challenges are not challenges, they are opportunities opportunities for you to become a better leader, for you to become a better house leader, a better mobilizer, a better construction lawyer, or whatever it is you believe you're called into. Good evening, Amanda Zola, the Gold House. Good evening, Ma. And of course, that's also a big shout out to Southcroft uh, Pharmacy that launched uh, on the weekend, on the Saturday. That's Minister Dami and Minister Toby. Um, we are really did our best to make sure that we represent there and they're doing an awesome job over there. I was there with the House of Medics, Pastor Eben and Dr. Emma and Dr. Abe, the entire family um, of the House of Medics. We were there to celebrate another opening of another company within the nation, within this nation. Kerry, good evening, sir. I've not seen you in a while. Kerry of the Inspire family. I've not seen you, sir, but you did promise me that we'll be seen more often Pastor Tamara, Minister Tamara of the Love House. Good evening, Ma. Pastor Karima of the Connect family. Good evening. The word is all we have. Word is all we've got, guys. Um, every In every junction in your life, look at what got you out. And let's not just be ginger in each other. Let's tell the truth how it is. You heard some things that made you snap and you did something. Yeah? How many of you guys had mommy and daddy come and rescue you? How many people's mom and dad is powerful enough to rescue them here? Not mine. Anyone come from a billionaire's home that we don't know about? Uh, Any secret billionaire? Have you watched that program, The Secret Billionaire? Any secret billionaires here? No. (laughs) It's just the word. Uh, yeah, Emily can send me some messages sometimes like she's about to snap and then the word comes in, correct? Uh-huh. You're in the moments like you were in last night with Pastor Stephen and Pastor Alice, which are one of the best combination of people to be with because all they know is souls. Then you get to see how they work on people. This is what we do, guys. Pastor Gabby of the HQ, good evening. Pastor Victoria of... The SSA, good evening. Pastor Zahir, good evening. Good evening. Good evening to everyone. Banking family, Sir Desmond of the banking family in Ghana. Good evening. The word nights are what we live for. We get to hear the word and restructure a part of your DNA that does not comply with success. Yeah? So Malik, when you want to be successful in life, Sometimes there are traits in you that you're not aware of. You can't see them. 
Because observing and changing your life is like looking upon yourself in a mirror. It says the word is like a mirror. It's only in the presence of the word that you can see the parts of you that need altering. So that you can make, um, so that you can have results, so that you can be successful. Pastor Angie, Love House 1 and 2, good evening. Ma. Good evening. So we titled this word very simply, Bloodline Part 2. Remember the last time we spoke Bloodline, I think maybe 2017 or so. Um, but as PT was preaching on Sunday, it's one of those words to the 3G. It's one of those words that if you can really sink into that word, you can see the future. You can see the future. Some words come with the power to give you access into what life should look like if you really focus and put yourself into it. Some words have the power to do that. And I would say if you are diligent enough to focus on the words that you hear in the sound clouds, you'll be able to see an aspect of your future. And what I started to see is nation building. Why we do the things we do. Don't get it twisted, guys. When you keep on repeating some actions monotonously, you can get lost in the source. When you go to church on a Sunday, when you turn up to Thursday service or you tune in live to Thursday service, when you go to your family head's house, your HQ, either Love House 1 and 2, the Gold House, Inspire House, when you turn up to your HQ, sometimes if you do it often enough, be careful because you can then fall into muscle memory. And then it doesn't mean much to you anymore. You, can't no, you can no longer define the value behind the action that saved your life. The values behind the actions that made you successful. It just becomes a monotonous thing that you now do. Almost like a culture. And that's why culture is so powerful and dangerous. That up until many generations down, people just start to do things not knowing the origin of the actions that they did. Why do I sit down in the presence of the word to hear my leader speaking to me? Why am I so diligent as to following leadership? Why am I so crazy about spending time with a Pastor Lucy or a Pastor Toby or listening to the word? Why do I do these things? Why am I so passionate about my giving. Be careful that you don't do things to a place where monotonously you lose the value. You lose the value behind the actions of struggling and fighting for your pledge. So at a point in Tulsa, I think Pastor Binta was reminding me, when we're just sowing and the total pulse given is like maybe 7K, but the joy behind the giving because we did everything for it. And even when it becomes 100k or 1 million pounds, it should still be the same thing. There has to be a recognition of the value behind the actions that you take. If not, you start to lose respect for certain things that you do. It just became monotonous. It just became another action. And life waits for you to reduce the value on certain actions before it tests you on it. It's not going to test you when you believe that action has so much value. So someone says, I love my leader. I love the family. I love the word. 
at the point where your love is at its highest is not when you're going to get tested for love. It's at the point in which there is every reason and every cause to deny. So when we go back into scripture, Christ, Yehoshua looks at Peter, who is the closest to him. Maybe Peter, John, and James, I believe. And he looks at Peter and he says to him, like PK could look at Jadida after your birthday today. You guys had a nice one-on-one -on -one dinner date with your sister. <laughs> As father and daughter kind of thing. At this point, if someone tells you, if PK looks at you and says, Jadida, you're going to deny me, you know. Ah, no way, sir. How? Never, sir. Never. <laughs> of course you say never. You're eating piccolino and the wings and the macaroni is sweeting you. You're not going to say The relationship is our sweetest. Or oh, piccolino, not piccolino, piccolino. Pickling, uh -huh. But what happens at the point where P PK tells you go, go back to school and you don't want to go to school? Will you be able to still see the value behind the relationship of your leader? At the point when certain instructions begin to pain you, it, it scratches your skin. It's hard for you to make that decision because it's not the decision you want to make. But that's when life tests you and that's when you get results. Life waits for that moment. It's at the moment in which Abraham is told he's going to be the father of nations. That word doesn't take effect until he becomes 90 years old. When it starts to look impossible that you can be the father of nations, then he has to go and ask certain questions. Then his wife begins to nudge him to say, are you sure? His wife starts to create strategies for the, for the blessing to happen. Say, sleep with my, my maidservant. For the blessing to happen is hard. Because at that point in time, what looked like a normal faith obedience thing, we're obeying the Lord because he's, gonna, he's told us we'll be the father of nation. It becomes difficult when things start looking. Life starts to test those things. And life starts to test those stuff out. Then it becomes harder. So we sink ourselves in the, in the presence of the word, in the presence of worship. We don't disregard these things, but we do our best to continue to renew our minds in the faith. How do you renew yourself in the faith? It's not by SoundCloud. You can't renew yourself in the faith by switching on your SoundCloud and burying yourself in the room. In fact, you're going closer to your demons. You think that by switching on your SoundCloud and staying in your room, you're going to challenge these issues. Chris, you're laughing like, hey, I've tried that one. <laughs> you're going to challenge these issues around. Now I'm going to face my issues. Just so I leave me to my corner. But you don't know that the demons are inviting you into the darkness of your room. They say, come, come here, come here. <laughs> Have you watched Nollywood where they do that? Come, just come. <laughs> they don't say come normally. Say, come. Invites you to the dark of your room and starts to deal with you. Every word that you're hearing on the SoundCloud, that thing in your head has an answer. They say, yeah, what about this way? Scripture is very clear. 
where two or three are gathered. You find the fellowship of your brethren and you sit down in fellowship. So the best thing we have is the family. The testing around us now is the testing of the name we gave ourselves called the family. Are these people really a family? That's what God is looking for, a people. When he says a people, he means a family. A family, people who love each other unconditionally, who speak and agree with each other. They understand what it takes to take the world is agreement. That to take the world, you don't need a trillion pounds. You first need to agree with one another. And because the word was lacking in agreement, the word was lacking in the ability to agree with each other, they created contracts, binding contracts, so that they can, so that they can have effect. Contracts are just so that the world can operate in the word. But you and I don't need a contract to operate. As far as we agree with each other, we can make Limitless Family the most powerful music label in the world. It's possible. It does sound insane. But what we've understood from the word and what we've understood from life is all you need in the word is a moment. All you need in the word is a moment. You don't need a, a process of three to four years. You just need a moment momentarily something takes place an artist sinks into depression and you just happen to be the only person who can speak to them at that present time I think I was telling you about a meeting I had on Sunday and the gentleman just saying P.O. please just, just look after me and that's all it's going to take for that guy to maybe submit whatever he's got that he wants to um, bring to the table it's just look after me though we have so much work to do and we're growing in this work. So tonight's gathering is a gathering of the family. Good evening, Pastor Mariam of the Love House, leader of the Love House. Tonight's gathering is just a gathering of the family across the nation, across shores, within the heartbeat. Let us discuss the word. Preachers and divergence. Very simple. PT started speaking to us on Sunday, and those words were very piercing. And I love what Pastor Alex said being born in King's College. And you said that you were born in King's College on Denmark Hill and you didn't have much opportunity. What about me that was born in Nigeria? In God knows what hospital, in what town. On Wednesday, on Tuesday midnight, Wednesday midnight. This is all we have. You need to understand and you just need to make your peace now. Your peace is this. The reason why you're here, hearing the word, is because you didn't qualify to be Beyonce. The world does not have the capacity to raise people. <laughs> the world has no capacity to groom people. What the world does is it grabs talents and abuses talents for its own buildings. It does not look into the mental factor or the mental capacity of the talent. 
And that's the reason why most talents that are used in the world either end up in, um, what do they call those things? Sorry, Edburn. Psychiatric hospitals <laughs> end up in some kind of retreat or the other because the world does not have that capacity. But the world can enter an agreement with you if you're talented. By the time you're listening to me on this scope in 2023, October the 30th or 31st, 31st, you do not have the talent to be Beyonce. And you do not have the talent to be Jay-Z. There is a reason why the world did not pick you. The system of the world is extremely clever. It does not miss talents. Don't say to yourself, I'm talented, but the world missed out on me. Trust me, I'm going to show them. It's a lie. Emily, we're all the same. No one needs to be looking at the other person like, ah, but I'm sharper than you. You're not sharper than nobody. We are all the same. At the point in which we're gathered to hear the word is the point where we must count ourselves as the rubbish that God decided to use to challenge the world, to show that he's God. At least our God decided to go to war with pieces of rubbish to prove to the world that he's God. We just have to be lucky and count yourself lucky to be a part of that picking. Are you with me? Don't look and say, ah, I can now become, build a company like FedEx. Let me tell you something. In the midst of your bedroom in your house or in whichever house you live in, whether it's in Gold Crown or whatever place or in Gold House, if we give you a hundred years to live, you could not make base agency. And you cannot make FedEx. And you cannot make Microsoft. As far as you're in the gold house on your own, JJ, there, you cannot. The world will not miss out on talent. They are designed. The system is bulletproof and designed to find talent. And so... All you have on your side is the mind of Yehoshua. It's that mind that quickens you. That makes you that used to look or who looks like to be a rubbish to become competitive in the market space. It's that mind. The moment you drop the teachings of Yehoshua, you are left to fight for your own. You will not make it beyond that point. Don't think that after here, there is somewhere you can go. So when we're gathering ourselves and we're pledging and redeeming pledges and doing things, we're just pledging allegiance to what we know will save us. Like, oh, D, this is what will save us. You're not going to be L'Oreal without the word. Because if you were going to be L'Oreal without the word, how old are you now? 25. You would have already not been here at 25. So we as young men are there watching the Ballon d'Or and watching Messi pick up his trophy. They say it's his eighth or ninth, eighth trophy, Ballon d'Or, best player in the world. And I was speaking to Malik and I said to Malik, do you know, I think he won his first Ballon d'Or at 19 or 20 or something silly like this. 
How old are you? Where are you? Are you picking up your ballon door? No, you're in the Inspire house. So already you just need to be humble and listen to what God has to say from here. <laughs> I'm telling you, just be humble. The world system does not, that filtering system is been refined by Lucifer so well over thousands of years, they don't miss talent. I said to Charlie, when he was showing me a young boy doing skills on the pitch, I said, Charlie, who signed this boy? He said, no one has signed him. He wants to sign to me. I said, in my head, I said, there's a reason why it's you he wants to sign to you. Yes, now. All these skills he's doing, Alec, and he's not in Arsenal. You think Arsenal missed out on him? Go and check the history. One every hundred years will come from League One and be a big star. Why? Because this system is so tight. From Ian Wright, all that time, the only other name we can celebrate that's come from non-league to Premier League is Jamie Vardy. So you should just start saying to yourself, well, what about Mike? <laughs> I just want us to have some realities before the word can break into us so that you can humble yourself to hear the word. You're not flying anywhere. Nobody is a good businessman in the nation, family. You are total bad business people. If you were good, you would have been a multi-millionaire by now. Mark Zuckerberg is my age. Why are we not having dinner together? I am simply just not on his level. It is very simple. My only chance now is the power of Yehoshua's word. That's my only chance. The gospel according to PT is my only chance. And it's the only way I've ever seen money. So if I decide to bail out today, <laughs> where would I go to? <laughs> Pastor Faye, check the conditions you came into the nation. You were a taekwondo master, were you not? You, you fought for Great Britain, didn't you? So why are you not in the UFC? You were just not good enough. It doesn't matter how many belts they gave you. Life just has its way of filtering what they want. It's scary, but that's the system of the world. That's how it's designed. So without the power of Yehoshua's word, which is what you're relying on now, you wouldn't be this way. Go back to your old dojo and find all the boys you used to fight and train with and get me exactly where they are right now and compare yourself. You are extremely lucky to be in the presence of the word. To be under the gospel according to pity as said cleanly by the Phoebes. You are extremely lucky. In fact, it should be the number one rejoicing that you have, Malachi. They say you used to play for Fulham. Why are you not in Fulham now? Why are you not in Fulham? Don't be giving me names of clubs like you're something. Why are you here in this living room? You're not good enough. You need 
Pastor Kevin like crazy. So just in case, Malachi, you decide to wake up tomorrow with one ginger just feeling you. And you say, ah, Pastor Kevin doesn't know. I have a way. I've met an agent. Where was that agent when you were in Fulham? Where was he? <laughs> All we have is this word, guys. So as the, as the last picks, as God's last pick, we are God's last pick to take the world. We are God's last decision, as in when, when the world was choosing its formation, I'm picking its giants. I'm picking Goliath. I'm picking this Nephilim. I'm picking this Leviathan. When the world lined up their army and they all looked strong and powerful, then God says, what's left of me in the world but mud and rubbish? And that's you. That's me. And then he starts to form his team. That's the pride we're going to we're going to move in for not just this giving, but going into um, the future of, the, of, the, of this move. The pride of humility, of being a worm. The number one guy that God raised to be a nation was Jacob. He says, but Jacob is a what? He's a worm. He's a guy who knows that he's the bottom of the bottom and he decides to stay useless because he knows God likes to use useless. God doesn't like to use big and powerful. Likes to use useless. So at the point when you're feeling yourself too much, please, I hope you have a, a, a system of leadership that helps to bring you back on your ten toes. I hope you do. Because if you don't, you won't know when you don't look like the family any longer amongst the family. You won't know when you started looking like a Leviathan amongst your brothers who are worms, who are sheep who are shepherds, who are preachers, <laughs> your brothers who are not much, your brothers who just stay at the backside of the desert with sheep that are not even their own. You will know when you started looking like you have your own setting and your brothers just don't have their own setting and, and you'll be thinking you're being smart about it. But you're not. You're landing yourself into another camp, another territory, and that's the guys we're coming for. You hear me, Malik? That's the guys we're coming from by the power of the word in Yehoshua. So there's no nation in this world that has not felt the power and the effect of the preacher. There is one SoundCloud that I love so much. It's called, is it too small that I'm a servant of God? I watch everyone's going to start looking for the SoundCloud now. When PT preached that word, that was one of the words that took me through certain seasons. Seasons like my parents praying for me. Fasting and praying. Why were my parents fasting and praying? They said, I can't believe that after everything you've done in this world, school and the good school we've put you in and whatever they feel like, because my parents are good people. They come, I come from a good stock family, decent people. Can't believe that you would drop this education to be driving a pastor around like every day. I can't believe you're going to drop these things to be sitting in church every single day. So my dad started to fast and pray. 
He says to me, I'm just fasting so you can get your mental health back. I just laughed at him. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. But in hindsight, I can see that to him. It does look mad though. Like imagine someone who's at uni studying pharmacy and, you know, he's, I didn't do bad in school. I did great in school, you know. Some people these days, they're struggling to get five GCSE. No, I did well. Then tomorrow you're just at home because you're waiting for PT's message to say, I'm ready to go. This world has only been shaped by the preachers. Preachers shape this world. And so that's why I started by telling you that that SoundCloud, is it too small to be a servant of God? That SoundCloud is the epitome of the training that you're in. The weapon called the word is what God uses per time to awaken nations. What God is looking for is a people. He's looking for a family. He's looking for a set of people. So what he does per time, per moment, per generation is he sends preachers to go and speak his word. Because by the speaking of that word, it's supposed to incite the people that he's pulled apart for himself. These are people that within their heart, when they hear the word that God is speaking, it incites them, it wakes them up to move, it wakes them up to react. That's what we saw with Spark Nation. That's what we saw with the nation family. That's what we're seeing with the family. It's words that come out from preaching that sifts people. Either they, they move on or they remain. But I have to tell you, it's always been preachers. And I'm not just speaking to you from the dimension of the nation family. I'm also speaking to you from the dimension of history. If we want to speak about revolutions in England, it's always been preachers. That started revolutions, the Cambridge of today, the Oxford universities of today were first Bible colleges of preachers that would gather and speak and teach the word to the point where they spoke the word in a dimension where the people they were speaking to were hearing government, were hearing civil rights and started schools and started a nation. It's still not the nation God is looking for, but it's an attempt I'm just saying, will we be an attempt or will we be the generation that gets this right with the nation that God is actually looking for? Every nation in this world was an attempt by God to close the chapter on this world. Every nation. The Scot Scotland, the same thing. And so I have here very simply about preachers. But actually, before I go into that, let's, let's use some scripture to just settle ourselves down. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, as the speaker before me already started, let me fo um, follow in that line of the speaker before me. Um, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. In the NIV. Go ahead. Before I formed you in the womb, Before I knew Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Before you were born, 
I set you apart. Before you were born, I set you apart. It's so important that we don't stop here. Because sometimes people quote this in any way and form to say that God knows the f- their life, that God has patterned their life for them. I know you've heard it from your auntie or you've heard it from your dad or you've heard it from some setting. If you've been in the church world, you've heard this scripture from someone. But look at who this scripture was talking about. It said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It says, you. It didn't say, before I formed all men, I knew all men. There are actually some men that God don't know. (laughs) It's just a night of whatever passion and they just sent down to earth. Don't buy into, but my life is specially designed by Christ. It depends who you are, man. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. He said you were set apart. The the point in which you read the the phrase set apart, it's not ELC, so I won't tell you to underline anything. But you see that set apart word there. It lets you know that you were in a group of other people. And God actually put you to the side to say, but I think this one is different though. I think this one is going to do a different type of work for me. I think this one is called to do something else for me. Let me set this one apart. I like the look of this person. Why did I set you apart? Go on, read for me. Amplified Classic. Uh huh. Before I formed you in the womb, I yeah. knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh huh. And approved of you as my chosen look at instrument. Look, I approved of you as my chosen instrument. As my chosen instrument. The reason why I like this version is it also gives us a perception that this is going to be a very intimate relationship between this person and God because you're not going to be a person to him. You're going to be an instrument. How many of you guys tuned in remember when PT said that people are the sound of music of God? He said that I approved you and I chose you as my chosen instrument. Go on. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart. Before you were born, before you became a flesh on this earth, I set you apart. Doing what? Consecrating you. Uh And I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. I, I consecrated you. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He didn't say I appointed you as a prophet to the churches. Or to the mosques. Or to the temples. He said I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So here is one set and group of people who are set apart. They are called the prophets to the nations. I can guarantee you for sure that Pastor Toby is one of them that has been set apart as a prophet to the nations. These guys, these people don't speak to just anyone. Their assignment as instruments is to awaken nations and speak to nations. I said to you before we started 
that there is not one nation under the sun. There's not one nation on this earth that was not set up by the preachers. That does not have a history of a prophetic move. Every single nation from Greece to America, from America to China, go and check the records. God has always been on a beaten path looking for a nation. But the story has not yet been concluded by any nation. Can we close the chapter on the story of nation building that God is writing? Or will we be another by the way story? Because nations will continue to pop up. Up until God has the perfect story. There's no land left to give you. There's no land left. So it's not like your nation is going to be defined by a plot of land. God has tried the nation building to the point where all land has been taken up in the earth. So this nation just has to be a people that hear the voice of the prophet that he's put to the side. Go on. Message version, sir. Yeah. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before I shaped you in the womb. It's a shaping. These are special men designed for special works. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day. Before you saw the light of the day. Before your eyes opened in this earth. I had holy plans for you. I had holy plans for you. Meaning plans that pertain to what I, God, want to do. A prophet to the nations. This is the title of the plan. This one I've set apart from the rest. To be a prophet to the nations. Huh? That's what I had in mind for That's you. That's what I had in mind for you. PT is a prophet to the nations. The records are extremely clear in nation building. You're not nation building. It doesn't matter if you put nation behind your church name today. Your main question should be the man who is speaking on that pulpit. Was he set apart? Anybody can come out tomorrow and tag nation next to their name. Anyone can start a movement now and register it as nation. But the difference will be the set apart person. Were they set apart to be a prophet to the nation? If not, it's still just a church. If not, it's still just a mosque. Salahuddin, the, the greatest Islamic um, warrior, was a prophet to the nation. These were all people that believed they heard the word of establishing nation building. But they still couldn't close the chapter. When men failed in the establishment of nation building, when prophets failed to hear clearly what God had in mind for them in nation building, they left unfinished work which brings chaos. That's what we're seeing with the Islamic world. That's what we're seeing in the Christian world. That's what we're seeing in the, in the Jewish world. And in every other place and sphere where there's supposedly meant to be a holy move or a revival or a revolution, but it has not completed. It just leaves people in despair, Pasifaya, and chaos. That's all it leaves behind. Go ahead. Voice translation, sir. Yeah. 
Before I even formed you in your mother's womb, uh-huh. I knew all about you. Yeah. Before you drew your first breath. Before you drew your first breath. So follow me gently. I'm just going to take us through some steps. But for now, we're just treating the prophet, the preacher. Before the preacher drew his first breath, he was appointed as what? I had already chosen you. I had already chosen you. To be my prophet. To be my prophet. Uh huh. To speak my word. To speak my words. To the nations. To the nations. To be my prophet, guys. To speak my words. The words that God speaks is not the words of prosperity for you to buy a house. These were not prophets set apart. For the nations, I do not have the capacity to mention names. I will just allow your mind to see and wonder that from when the the word is coming out and it's not speaking about nation building and nations are not hearing that word, is not a set apart person. There are only few preachers God is aware of that he sent into the earth. That's why I said to you, he said it's a setting apart thing, meaning these people were amongst many before they were born. Their spirit was amongst many others, but I set them apart for the type of words that I want to talk about. Called nation building. Called you are a prophet to the nation, so we can only affirm in the last few years and decades and centuries We can count some preachers. We can count some prophets. What about the Russian revolution? As bad as they may tell you Rasputin was, he was a prophet. In the time when Russia was ruled by, I believe, the the monarch or the, the Tsars, The kings who were abusing the the, the coffers, the the treasury of Russia, who were not ruling justly. At the time when the Russian um, nation was in despair, a prophet comes into the scene, powerful enough to have the heir of the Tsar, of the king, to tilt things in certain dimension. That is what propelled Russia to the Russia of today because they used, it was that it was that prophet's move that ended up getting all the Tsars killed. And if they, Russia have decided they will never use Tsars again. Tsars are kings. Prophets have always been behind the building of nations. It's always been the catalyst of a preacher when God wants to do a work in a nation. Not in your life. Don't go on your knees now. Ah, it's 11-11, but I, what about my life? Am, am I good? God don't care. <laughs> I need to be good though. But guess what? The message is not talking about you. The message is talking about us, a people. The point in which you're seeing the message as speaking about you is the point in which you stop being a part of the message. You're better off not even being in a house. Because the message doesn't apply to you anymore. From the scripture, each prophet is designed and created to speak to who? Nations. 
So if Pastor Eben has been called to be a representative for the nation of pharmaceutical, then she can be within these words and she can hear the word of the prophet. When you hear the prophet's word and you start to think nation, you know that you were called to hear that man. You were called to hear those words. From the moment you hear the prophet's words, but you're disgruntled and you're thinking about your personal life, then guess what? It's the point where you need to start cutting out. Because unfortunately, he only sets aside a few men to speak to nations. So when a pastor Stephen is speaking or hearing, when a pastor Stephen is hearing the word and you're just hearing mobilization and you're saying to me, P.O., I just need to be paid to do this as mobilization. I'm not even looking for anything big. You remember when you used to tell me those stuff? I, I, just, I just want somewhere to rest my head so I can win souls. This is, that's mad. But as someone who is attuned to the word called nation, that in his mind, all he knows is the responsibility of population. For now, you're calling it souls. But on a nation level, it's called populating your, your city, populating your country. The countries with the lowest GDP, the lowest finances, have the least population. There's not many people there. So you play a huge part in nation building if you're able to hear these words and all you're thinking is mobilization of people. A pledge of whatever you've pledged is nothing compared to the words that you're hearing from the prophet. You cannot, you cannot account for these words next to a 1K pledge or a 10K pledge or a 1 million pledge or a 500 pound pledge. It does not equate... You find your life, you find your being from those words. It gives you energy because you're thinking on a nation level. Only certain prophets, only certain men were set apart. Be careful. A prophet to the nations. And their role is very simple. It's just to establish. And I've spoken to you about Russia. And I have a few here named. You know, what about John Knox? John Knox started the Presbyterian Church. That's what kicked off Scotland. That's what kicked off Scotland. John Knox. These were men preachers that came to speak the word. And all people heard was nation building. You wouldn't have Scotland today if you didn't have John Knox. So what are we doing? We're playing games. If we're thinking that I've not yet got my house, I've not yet got a car, but look at my travel. Look at da 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 da. When am I going to marry? Thank God we don't think like that here because this is a nation um, arena. But you know, this is how people think. You know, some people hear the word and are saying to themselves or hear words. And they say to themselves, but when am I going to have a job and be able to do it? Or when am I going to do this? And when am I going to do that? Um, I'm sorry, but the word did not come for your personal challenges in life. It was meant to get your thinking and your perspective up to a nation level. In the rising of your perspective to a nation level, you would have then performed. It's a young lady, a 3G that is obsessed with nation. 
that won't know the point when she got a job because job is not nation level. It's a young lady or, or any lady who is obsessed with nation building that will hear the word and not know when she started giving or started making a hundred thousand pounds or two hundred thousand pounds or a million. Why? Because she was not concerned with her personal struggles or her personal milestones. She was just still more concerned on nation building. It takes that type of mind to then go and challenge a L'Oreal. That's the reason why L'Oreal don't have any competition. Because what established L'Oreal was a nation building word. Not Satan. A nation building word. And up until another prophet comes to speak nations to someone, they can't get a competitor. They can't get a competitor. Why don't we go into the establishment of America? How many of you guys have heard of Dr. John Witherspoon? A pastor. Another preacher. Another preacher speaking the word from Scotland. And it was his words from Scotland that sparked revolution in America. It was his words from Scotland that got the first constitution being written. Dr. John Witherspoon is the, is the pioneer of what they call today, what's that university again? Um, the one that starts with P. Princeton. Princeton University. He's the pioneer of Princeton University. Princeton University used to be a house fellowship. And let me tell you what's so mad about Dr. John Witherspoon, a Scottish man on American soil. At the time, it was not called America. He's just a preacher speaking the word, the way P.T. will speak the word. But when he was speaking the word, he didn't know that these were the people in his class that were listening to him. John Witherspoon tutored James Madison, who then became the, the president of the United States. He didn't know in his fellowship was Alan Burr, who then became the vice president of the United States. He didn't know in his fellowship, nine cabinet officers of the United States were there. These were men just hearing the word, how me and you are hearing the word as total wastes and rubbish. These were men that were discarded from England as maybe prisoners or criminals just hearing the word, but the word made them something in another land. Because they were always, they met a person who was set apart. Your first rejoicing is that you've, you've met someone who's set apart, I'm telling you. John Witherspoon was speaking the word to his, to his congregation, his fellowship, like a Pulse or a Connect or a COD. And he didn't know amongst them were 39 congressmen, PK. He didn't know that amongst them were 21 U.S. senators. Imagine the profile of such a preacher. I'm giving you these profiles because what made nations were set apart prophets 
set apart preachers made nations. Not your cleverness. Not your excellence. Switch this thing on for me, please. Not your brilliance. What made nations were that men collided with set apart prophets who were given the word to preach about nation. 39 congressmen in the fellowship. At the time they were hearing the word, they were just hearing the word. They didn't know they'll be congressmen. They didn't know they'll become vice president. Amongst them, three Supreme Court judges. They were just hearing the word. So we can be talking about a Pastor J today or tomorrow. But if Pastor J doesn't get it right in understanding that this is a nation building word, then someone else will hear it and become the first prime minister or the first whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not adding anybody. I'm just saying. You are hearing nation building words for a reason. Don't get lost in the monotonous movement and then believe that this thing has no value. Don't get lost in the value that you used to place. And then think this is just, we're just turning up. That as you're sitting there, Pastor KB, listening to the word, you don't know what this word is really calling from the inside of you, the inner man inside of you, the child inside of you. You don't know what is trying to get your attention to notice. Because 90% of what it takes for you to make it, you've already done. You're in the presence of a set-apart prophet. I'm telling you the truth. If you can go somewhere else and hear the word, it will be words that appeal to you. And you might end up doing well from that, but you wouldn't establish anything worth remembering you for. It won't be any nation level stuff. It will just make you a better young lady or a better young man, maybe. Inside John Weatherspoon's fellowship, I think I said three Supreme Court judges, 12 state governors. Guys, are you, are you counting the caliber of men that came out of the word? At the point when they were hearing these words, they were rubbish. They were no one. They were nothing. In fact, at the point when they were hearing this word, they were fugitives of England. They were fighting another country. They were nobody. They were the exiles of the crown. But this man goes to, to America at the time. He has no name of America. And all he does is open the word to start speaking. At points in time, God has set apart some prophets to do what? Just establish nations. Twelve state governors, numerous ministers, lawyers, judges, public officials. They said 55 members from the fellowship became constitutional um, convention students. And the rest were elder statesmen based on the scriptures. The only point of reckoning, the only point of triggering for these lives to change were that they met a person set apart. That was the only thing that changed. If not, they would have just been anyone. They would have just been anything. It's good to go and study construction law, but it's not a guarantee of you to be anyone. Because construction law has been read by many people. You're not the first one to read it. 
Your degree is not something new and ingenious. Many thousands and hundreds and thousands and millions of people have read your degree, have qualified with a first, have qualified with honors. Tell me why they've not established anything great because they've still not met the voice of a prophet set apart. At the point in which you meet the man who's set apart, something inside you click. And that's why we call them the divergent. You guys are the divergents. The divergents don't know they're divergent until they hear the voice. They think they're calm people. What they have to hear is the word. Until they hear the word of the man of God, of the prophet, they think they're no more nine to five. There is no way in this life you can tell me Pastor Eben is the same as a pharmacist that clocks in. There is something that she's hearing from the family word that makes her different, makes her clock in every day, but still have a different, there's something rumbling differently on the inside. There is a purpose there. There is an agenda. After the word, you, how many of you guys hear the word and you receive an agenda? Like, I have to do this. And I know that I need to become this. You even have decided to go into full-blown law for certain things according to your house, kingdom castle. There are things that begin to prompt inside you because you're not a normal person. The divergence meets the preacher. Why did God set apart this man from the womb? He set this man or lady from the womb because he knows that he has people on the earth. He has people he has sent in that are different. Give me the definition of divergent. Tending to be different or develop in different directions. Tending to be different or what? Develop in different directions. Or develop in a different direction. You thought that you were just part of the Fulham Football Academy. You thought you were just a part of the Northampton Football Academy. And then you started to hear words and we have a problem. Do you understand what the word is saying to you? You're in this world at a point. Your, your light, the, the light inside you is switched off. It comes on at the sound of a voice. It turns red. It's like all the lights are white. But one just starts flashing red. And the world is confused to say, what's wrong with this one? Why is it flashing red? It's a divergent. It's heard the sound of some words and it's beaten to those sounds. But it can only turn on at the sound of the word. It can only turn on from hearing the word from the set-apart person. Then you start to say to yourself, limitless. You start to say to yourself, hope dealers. Love house. Many things start to clock inside you. Did you know these things before? No. But you heard some words. You heard some words that, that switched the light inside you. When we're speaking about partners, not just, these are not just strategies of giving or, or they just want me to give today. I've seen countless times in this move where if someone doesn't give, someone else will get to give on their behalf. It's not that. We are not a weak people. We are not a, a, a needy people. The word came to call some people to hear the word called nation, to start something within nation. 
all the word sees you as is as your pro project title, your assignment title. The word doesn't know you as Eben. It knows you as your assignment title, house of medics. And it's speaking to you as house of medics to establish house of medics and make the house of medics something at the point in which you can't hear the word any longer. To push that house of medics to be a nation winning strategy. Then the word looks for someone else. You it, that, it means that light has become compromised. It has become normalized. It's no longer a divergent. It's no longer thinking differently. It's now thinking along the beaten path of the world. The way the world thinks is how it's now thinking. And God has no issue with the way the world is thinking. It's just that it's not his word. That's why he said, I called a prophet to speak my word. When I gave my word to Dr. John Witherspoon, they started America. And then somewhere along the line of starting America, the words became blurred. So that's not the chapter I'm trying to establish. Then God tried with France. God has tried with Egypt. God has, do you know God tried with Egypt? Are, are you going to really seriously tell me God did not try with Egypt? Then explain why Joseph was there. God tried with Egypt. Gave them a reason to become a divergent nation. But still Egypt decided to normalize. Gave Israel a chance. Gave Palestine a chance. Gave Nigeria a chance. Gave anyone a chance to, to become the nation he's looking for. We can't turn the chapter. So it's, it's one or two things. If the prophet keeps on speaking and you don't decide to hear the word according to your nation assignment, then the word will just find someone else. Don't close the chapter on the nation building word for your life. Don't close that chapter. In whatever dimension you hear the word, you're hearing it from your assignment place. Some of you in the thickness of the words that keep on coming out from PT, you start hearing about education and training. It's not to make you feel good that you know about education and training. It's just the word of the prophet who is set apart for nations saying the next part of this nation is to establish some industries. And I'm, I'm right now speaking to the lady or the young man that's meant to establish education and training. And if you don't make a move, the word is, world is, the word is going to look for someone else. You have to make a move. The word is actively seeking those who will establish um, industries for the nation to be recognized. It's not time to make a flag. We've already done that. We have an anthem. We've got everything else that pertains to nation. Do we have heroes? Every nation needs heroes to establish and say we're here. I think when we're going into next year, it's like a year of heroes, hero making. So all this year was meant to do for you is a massive learning curve to prepare you to be someone who can sit before the, the, the trial of senates. Uh, PK, you hear the way they grow Donald Trump. And it's nice to see Donald Trump going through his trial from your room, from YouTube, with your feet up. But the word is speaking to you. The nation-building word is speaking to you, asking you, can you answer the same call this person has answered for their nation? Because the only reason why he's that big 
is because there was a nation word that established him to be that. I hope this is not too thick for, but it's supposed to be a, a night service. So it's supposed to be something that is meant to stir you and let you know that your pledge is like a nothing compared to the words that you're hearing Sunday and Thursday that are pinching you Sunday and Thursday that are disturbing until you're hearing words till you can't sleep because you know that you're falling short of the word. Do you understand? If you're sleeping comfortably as a baby, then you have a problem and an issue. Go and sit down with your leadership. You're supposed to hear words to the place where every morning you know that you're owing the word. You're owing the word a multi-billion music industry. You're owing. You, you're in debt to the word. Because you're hearing nation-building word, but you're not establishing nation-building project. Your results are not equating to the words that you're hearing. That's the first step. Don't kill yourself about it. All these other things we're doing is just ways for you to appease yourself so you can sleep in the night. Ah, yeah, I gave my pledge. <laughs> one, 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 one. Or 500. It's no offense to your pledge, but you're hearing a word talking about Glaxo fighting GSK. Because they're killing COVID people with COVID vaccine. That thing is, is, is killing people. We don't know what Pfizer is putting in that stuff. But what we know is that COVID came two weeks later. They had a solution. But who are you able to talk from here? Everyone just laugh at you. Unless a word has disturbed you. Unless those of you who are going to start research labs are bold enough to go and raise money to start your research lab. There are a trillion ways to raise investment. There are people who have 10 million pounds in their account, but they're waiting for a researcher. Is it every day for Pastor Stephen to come with his under armor for them to give him money? Trust me, there's people you've met that, will, that they have the money, but they're not going to give it to you because they want to see Eben. I'm telling you. They want to see um, Binta. So the, the prophet's work is to do one thing and one thing only. Keep speaking my word. Because at a place, a discomfort, like the same discomfort that was inside David. At the backside of the de desert, a discomfort of the word met David. For him to just go to find out who is the man that's making noise about this nation. Who is speaking wrong about this nation? It just takes that point. But until you, you only get there by being settled and sat in front of the word. Which you are doing. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2 for me. 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 9 in the NIV. Yeah. But you are a chosen people. This is all God ever wanted to do. Uh -huh. A royal priesthood. So apart from setting aside the preacher, apart from setting aside the prophet, Malik, this is what the word says. It says, you are a chosen people. I know you don't look like Cristiano Ronaldo, but you're a chosen person. Yes, you look like rubbish, but you're a chosen person. It's your rubbish look that I want to use. He said, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Uh-huh. God's special possession. 
fantastic. Emily, God's special possession. The set-apart prophet is only come to speak to set-apart people. But how does he find them? With words. How, how does he find the set-apart people, Chris? With words. You don't find set-apart people by sticking them in your house. That is the first thing you do. Yes, when you mobilize, someone might move in. But the word finds them by words. Ten come in, one stays. It's the word doing its work. Sifting till he has his own chosen people. He says, you are God's special possession. Uh-huh. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful the light. calling out from being a part of what the world has already been doing. The cue of the world system, the cue, already established universal. God would have loved to use universal. But at some point in time, universal is not hearing the word. So he looks at a rubbish called Pastor Alex. He looks at a rubbish called Pastor Stephen and he starts to give them word through his set-apart prophet to see, to remind himself, did I set these guys apart as well? The funny thing with the word is even God needs to remind himself if he, if he set you apart to be his. And if you don't agree with that, then do you know that he forgot the Israelites for 400 years in Egypt? Scripture says that he forgot them. Then he remembered that, hey, these guys are in captivity. I'm meant to free them. Why? Because a set-apart prophet called Daniel started speaking the word. And when Daniel started speaking the word, then God remembered that he has a set-aside people. There's not much for you to do. 90% of it is what you're already doing. So if you pray to become as skillful as Dr. Dre tomorrow, Faye, you will not become. I'm sorry, you will not become. Dre is more skillful than you. It's true now. You know, we've been banging some prayers. Now we're going to take over the universal. The universal is powerful. Listen. Before you even meet the CEO of Universal, uh, get to the reception. When you get to the reception, you see that mighty table where the receptionist sit made of marble. By the time you just see the table, every shout you had inside you will just quench. Yeah, you were meant to go there and shout. Eh. By the time you walk through and the reception says, how are you, sir? Who are you here to see? Every shout in you will just do like this. You now say, sorry, I don't think I have a book in. I'll be back. It's powerful. <laughs> Go on, my dear. What do you want to read? First Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 26 in the NIV. Uh-huh. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Think of, ah, yeah, yeah. I like this scripture, you know. Thank you. It said, brothers and sisters, Biko, please, brothers and sisters, all of you. Everyone tuned in. Before you start acting bad or acting mad or thinking that you're son, think of what you were before you were 
been called. Think, KB, where you came from. Malik, go and think where you came from. Don't start making out like you are a mad business person. You are not. They closed down your business before you came. Yeah. They canceled your football contract. Before you start thinking you are a fine girl, you are the one amongst the fine girls they didn't invite to the, the music video. Yes, when they were doing the music video, you were the one that they didn't send the address of where they were going to dance. Go and think, go back, so that you're not confused. Because tomorrow now you start saying, ah, yeah, yeah, they're coming for my peace. Nobody wants your pee, bro. Go and think back, Faye, how you were before you came. So that we're not confused. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny now. When you listen to this SoundCloud again, you will cry. You will cry because you realize that, hey, you were wearing Rolex, but your shirt was smelling because you were wearing that shirt for many days, saying you were in conch, doing jobs. But you were stuck in conch, whipping it up, whipping it, whipping it, whipping it. And your Amiri now looks like Gambini. It's no longer a mirror again. Yes, no. Yeah. Okay, well, no, you've been on the streets. You know, when street people wear their own drip, it doesn't drop like PT drip. Why? Ask yourself why. They have put it in washing machine many times. Go, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Because right now, this nation word, it's upgraded you mad. It upgraded you mad. Some people maybe even physically upgraded you. Some people mentally upgraded you. Irregardless for whatever that nation word wanted to do with you as a rubbish, it upgraded you. Don't think you're now a big politician. How did we meet you, sir or ma? How did we meet you? Not we as in me, the word. <laughs> Do you know I was carrying file everywhere looking for a proposal project or something? I was carrying a file everywhere. Hey, imagine if I had turned out to be one of those foul people. You know the foul people? They have pointy shoes. These, <laughs> there's these shoes. I don't know where those shoes are from. <laughs> they're, like proper, they're like elf shoes. The foul people, when you see foul people on, on, in Mayfair, you see them. And then there's this jacket they wear, that long one, and it's got bare um, fluff on it. You can't, lint roller cannot remove the fluff from that jacket. Whenever you catch foul people, project investment people, they always have those fluff on their jacket. They all, it says uniform. I would have just been like that. That's what I was doing. I'm not going to deny it. The same way I'm telling you people are your own, I'll tell you about my own now. I would have just been pissed off every day. I'm already angry, so I'm just, imagine me with no pee, like I'll just be pissed off every day. <laughs> Remember, 
what does the word say? Read, my dear. What does it say? Think of what you were when you were called. Uh-huh. Not many of you were wise. Thank you. See now, I'm not making it up. Pez, it said not many of you were wise. The opposite, the word here is being nice and courteous. The opposite of wise is what? Foolish. The, word, the writer here is being professional. He wants to say that you are foolish, but he says, not many of you were wise. By human standards, which is just normal regulatory standard, human standard, you weren't even wise. Hey, go on. Not many were influential. So now you're with PT every day. You're snapping your food on the table. You're now an influencer. Remember, you've not been to Dorchester before, before you came. You were not influential. Now your snap is popping off. Now you have blue tick. I don't think you could have blue tick before. Rob, we're just, we were waste. We were rubbishes. Not many were influential. Now you know this rapper, you know this artist, you know this person, you know that, you know this, you don't that. How did you know them? Tell the truth. It's the nation, the family, PT. It's the word of the set-apart person. Uh-huh, go on. Not many were of noble birth. Uh-huh. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. So let's congratulate ourselves. Ah, don't be sad. <laughs> Just so that tomorrow you don't forget in the matter of nation building, the type of people God chooses to establish nations, those men sat at the feet of a Dr. John Witherspoon speaking words about colonial this and nation building that against the English institution. And from his fellowship, we find an American president. There was no university at the time. There was only scripture. So it's not that he became a president of the United States because he then, after hearing the word of John Witherspoon, he then checked into Harvard. No, from the crossing his feet, listening to the word, he became president. And Dr. John Witherspoon keeps on speaking the word till a vice president came out of his fellowship. Then congressmen. So when the spirit of nation building of a set-apart prophet starts again, in 2023 and is speaking the word to you, telling you about nation builders, about taking the nations, and you're hearing that word, but you're not hearing that word. It's going to be a problem for you because as Christian is just here with his, just simply here, you don't know what this word is tuning inside him. You don't know what is tuning inside his hair or inside the HSC or inside the lab or inside a um, Dr. Matt, you don't know what the word is doing to those who can hear the set-apart man. That's nation building. It came from words because God is the only one. Yehoshua is the only one that speaks the word called nations. There is no Mark Zuckerberg without the word. They encountered the word of the sun and then they made those things. They became industrial giants. They became the United States. They became the, the Russian Federation. Don't go and fool yourself. 
and think that because now there is a Harvard University established by word men, that that is what you need to have before you come and pray. You need to have word. And not just any word. So that's, the, another, that's another thing I'm telling you now. One of the luckiest things you can have is that you're here. I can't guarantee you about somewhere else and what they're hearing there. But I can tell you that here you're receiving a word that will pull you and push you to think beyond yourself. And if you're not thinking beyond yourself, you're not hearing these words. Pastor Toby did not come to be your friend. He did not come to be your advisor. He came to just do a work he was set apart for without his own hand in it. He was shaped for it. The shaping of him is without his own um, say-so. He's not got an involvement in God's shaping of him to be a nation speaker. He's not got an involvement in it. God just knows that he has a set-aside people that because of the normalization of the world, he can't hear Pinter's crying anymore. He can't hear Odelia's voice anymore. So I need someone who's going to go down there and speak word and, and wake these guys up. Let me, let me just, let me know how many soldiers I've got on ground. Let's try this thing again because I tried it before with America. We got to a stage, but they've deviated somewhere. Let's see if we can do this again. And here comes the nation family. Let me see how many people I have on ground. We are already enough. Are you hearing me? What do you want to read from me, my dear? Message version, sir. Message version. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I remember Pac at 19 years old in Fico's world. I think he's just coming to Fico's world at the time because his friend has passed away from a knife crime. Oh, Pac then doesn't know anything about Limitless now, then. Doesn't know anything about Hope Dealer then. All he is is a young man in the rat race of becoming a professional footballer. How can we allow our young men to get into this madness of we're now just all going to decide to make 11 spaces on a pitch? How many black men are there in the world? Answer me that riddle. How many young black men do we have in the world? then all of them are playing the lottery to be on a pitch of 11 people. We have no chance to nation build if we follow these systems. Aren't you understanding this? Why is everybody stuck in the studio? I'm looking at a young man yesterday with PK and I'm just like, PK, I know you're a pastor. You're doing your thing. He's just meant to be an inspired house and you just help him. That's all. He thinks he's going to be one big artist. Mm -hmm. When one person blows per 10 years, since they picked Stormzy, who, who did they give a chance to? No one. They will sing. They will shout. They will rap. It's Stormzy that we're giving it to. As big as Dave is also. Permit me to say names. But I'm just saying that there is a system already in place. Every young black boy is in, in school looking for studio time. 
paying money, that the money you're paying for beats, the money you're paying for studio time, just give it to PK. I'm hearing, I was hearing the beat today. Do you know what I was thinking when I was hearing you people? So I just said, wow, Alex, you're such a, you really matured. You're a good man, though. So yeah, Alex was on the guy's song. And that was such a pastoral move. I was like, wow. I like, I like your growth. Because, you know, that song not going anywhere. Going anywhere. A world has already decided. I said, wow, PK, you really matured. Another world, someone comes to PK and says they want Peter just I don't have time for this person, sir. The, the world has a system. The world makes people beat jail because they're that good at damn rapper. Word to what's that guy? What's the one that they say is a rat now? Uh-huh. Call him a rat from tomorrow to Jericho. He's selling records for the label. He has to come out. Alex, he has to come out. Once you're in Beckton and you go, come out. I, I doubt this system has a space for you. Their job is to buy beats, give the money to PK. I'm telling you, take a good look, friends, at who you were. When you got called into this life. This is your best chance. <laughs> this is your only chance. Malik and Malachi. I don't believe in reincarnation. I'm not saying I'm wrong or right. But this is your only chance, sir. You think there's not been a Malik and Malachi before? They were there. There were two of them. PK tried his hardest with them. They off and left. I think you met the other, them the other day. They're still in the same position, doing the same things. When this word starts, it triggers the heart of nation builders, not the heart of people who like PT. Not the heart of people who like P. Lu. It's the heart of the nation build, as in you're hearing nation call behind every word and you struggle to sleep because you know this nation is underperforming because I'm not doing something. How can you sleep? How can we have a generation that can chop? I said to you in, in leadership class, how many seven hours of sleep a day? What a healthy young man you are. 200 hours of sleep a week. On your deathbed, you'll be praying for those 200 hours of just one week. You, you beg God for it. It's not down to your brilliance. You've already taken a massive step in a cheat code because you can hear the words of the set-apart man. You can hear his words. You can hear the cry of Yehoshua calling for a nation to be built, calling for a, a high-level economic society to be established, calling for heaven on earth. It will take medical doctors that are able 
to take medical doctor to another set, another level. And that's why PT was saying, at the point where House of Medics is ready, it will become the house of science. You will find God in science and absorb the rest of the world who think in that manner and you see what you form. Your prayer should be this, that you continue to hear the word. You just want to be hearing the word according to what you've been called to do assignment-wise. That's what will make you see your giving as a child play. By the time you start grumbling and giving, go and check what, ask yourself, what did PT say last? You see that you're, you're finding it difficult to interpret the word. By the time you start grumbling in mobilization, then something somewhere is off. In the antenna that hears nation building. Malik, that's what we're here for. It's a nation building society. At some point, you'll be 40 years old, 50 years old. You'll be a fine young man. You'll be a fine man. And we want to be talking about what the word caused you to do. Because you held on to it. And you didn't make the mistake of thinking that you're anything. Because you could always remember how you were when the first word, the word first met you. I think I'm just going to round up from there. Let's go to um, let's go to Psalm. Go to Psalm 33 verse 12 for me. We'll just slam a few more scriptures and then round up from there. 10.30. Psalm 33 verse 12 in the NIV. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Uh-huh. The people he chose for his inheritance. This scripture here is speaking about the set-aside prophet and you. It's a combination of people. There's nothing like Binta. There's Binta's assignment. Binta is the name your parents gave you. Go and find out what the word calls you. Go and find out in the chapter of the word, what is Stephen really called? Because Stephen is the name given to you by your parents, earthly. But there's a name that the set-aside man calls you that made you follow him. It was at that name when he was speaking the word that you began to follow. Do you understand? So it's an assignment. You heard something and it was, that's you. And you've been following ever since then. And people stop following because they stop hearing their name, their calling. At some point, they remember their name is Faye. Oh, Faye, dude. Faye is not here for nation building. He will go back and look for his taekwondo dojo to do something. He will try again. It's like a young man. You're 28, 29 years old. You've not been playing football for years. But somehow you just, "Mm, I I think I can make this work now. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people are blessed that he has chosen for his inheritance. You're choosing. The fact that you're here is the fact that you're going to be good. But can you keep on hearing? Make sure that you're still a chosen inheritance. Make sure that you're still the pick, God's pick, to take this world. Make sure you're still part of the pick.
We'll round up by reading Matthew 18, verse 3. I think PT was there on Sunday. Matthew 18, verse 3 in the NIV. Correct. From verse 2. Uh -huh. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. You know, these are, when you re-listen to these words, but read on again, actually, there's something else I wanted to get from that. Read on. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position uh -huh. of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's it. So the word has been teaching me. You know, the last time I spoke to you, speaking to you about this because PT was speaking about it and then just now I was talking about you see you're the low position you're the waste you're the you're the uncommon soldier that God has picked but then at the end of this study the word said to me no you know why it's a lowly position because you have to be like a child Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in nation building. How many of your children do you dress in drip? I think they're the last ones you think about drip. You think about drip for yourself. Do you think about them last, no? I'm not against drip. I'm just giving you an example. You see, the child's position is like a lowly position, but the child doesn't care. He said, if you're going to keep on hearing the sharpness of nation-building word, as big and important you become, Stephen, if you keep making yourself in a lowly position, if you don't look for honor where you should actually have honor, if you keep a lowly position, you will always be the greatest when it comes to hearing the word that's for you. The smooth running of some of the forefathers, the pioneers of nation, is because of their ability to take up lowly position, leaving the comfort of Scotland, leaving the riches of the Church of Scotland to go and start a Presbyterian church to fight the English kingdom. To establish America is taking a lowly position. You don't have to. You can be celebrated as a big priest back in England. You took a lowly position to go and fight for some rights that don't even exist to anyone. It's the constant reassessing and realigning your position in the space of the word. When it comes to the house of medics, am I really taking a lowly position in this, in this project. When it comes to the pulse, when it comes to the connect, when it comes to COD, when it comes to the family, have I taken a low enough position or have I exalted myself to some seats that maybe I don't even deserve? Be careful as to exalting yourself because then you won't hear the conversation that the child is supposed to hear. I feel safe to blabble and babble to my child because I know in my head I just think you don't know what the hell I'm saying. So let me, let me be telling you all the secrets I can't tell your mom. Yeah. Just going to look at me and smile. That's, these are the people God speaks mad words to. 
In that position of loneliness you've taken, that's where you find the establishment of limitless to the world. Not in, in when you've exalted yourself past. It's when you've decided that certain monies are not even for you, they're for war. Like Pac said in one of his lyrics, these are war money, I put this away for the family to fight. That's taking a lowly position. It's hard to take lowly position because most people are adult, they're not children. So when the set-apart prophet comes to start speaking, he first starts to speak to you. You remember how you met the word, like the scripture said, you are low. At that point, you are struggling for air, looking for a way out. (laughs) Looking for a breakthrough. That's why you were hearing the word like that, like mad. KB, you were setting up speakers. Then you started preaching. You were doing, you were looking for a way out. At that point, if anyone tells you this is what the word says, go to um, Scotland or Ireland and do this, you will be there. Go where? To the masses. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself in the position in which the word still speaks to you. And everything will come easy. Tomorrow, we're going to have an opportunity to hear the word from Pastor Stephen and Pastor Kevin. I thought you'd give a round of applause for that. They're going to come with a mad word tomorrow. And we need these words so that we find giving smooth and easy. You know why you're doing this. This is the least of your worries. This is not even a thing to you. This is like culture. This is what we do. What you're really trying to do in this season is you're trying to make sure you can still hear. Why do I do Zahir? Why? I've known Pity from Lancaster House or whenever you've known Pity from Pastor Z. You've known Pity from this time, the set-apart prophet. Why do I actually do this thing? Make sure it's not become your form for livelihood because that's all it will be. Can you hear the word, the nation-building word that the set-apart man is speaking then you will get energy. It says you will renew yourself like the eagle. You will find strength even when you've not slept hours. You'll be in your car all day, all night, riding around, looking for the targets that, um, that the word has set for you because you found strength in the word. So we didn't, we're not coming to set, to set up Nigeria or to set up Ghana. There's a nation God has been looking for. Other nations misinterpreted it and made America and China. We are saying we're not going to get it wrong. We will be the final chapter that God can close the world with. Are you confident enough to live life like that? Are you confident enough, Odelia, to live life as if you're going to be the final chapter God ends this world with? If you do, you won't think about plan B. Everything will be plan A and only plan A and we will die until plan A works. If you have that confidence. Because once it's lights out, it's lights out. 
It'll be someone else's turn. So we're, gonna, we're going to take this very seriously from here going into the new year, but we're just going to begin with our vision festival by celebrating. Because why? The word is also present when we fellowship. What I want happening in all the houses, not just in the Paul's family, but everyone tuned in, what I want to see is fellowshipping a lot. Go and meet up in houses where mobilizations are really happening. Break out of your house and mingle in another house and know what's going on. Work, symphony, synchronize. And find out where tunes are off and put them right. And then see if you're singing the wrong tune and put them right. I love how it's been with the brothers in the last two days. We sing, meaning our talks. And then you know when one brother is singing wrong. I say, no, maybe like this. And, it's, it's a, and that's what's helped. I can, you can see the giving board getting ticked off and ticked off. And we're going to keep ticking off up until the very end. We're going to keep ticking off. The instruction is very simple. As soon as you've been ticked off, speak with a mobilizer. Find out what do you want me to do next? Who do you want me to work with next? I believe Pastor Alex and the rest of the team are accepting calls and saying, hey, you go work with this person because you had something you were doing. You go do this, Pastor Binter and, and Cole, everybody. Just being assigned people to help pull up in their giving pan. I've been told that Flaky Bakes is ready to do something this week. Sorry? Yeah, Flaky Bakes, um, both ready to do something this week. And that's just the kind of conversation I want to be hearing. I'm not interested in nothing else. I've told you guys the pattern for 11-11. PK, how do you say it? Run. Do the run thing. Run! Go and run. See, you want to fit into your dress. Run! There's one dress you didn't wear in, since 2015. If you bang it now, hey, everyone will say, wow. Ma, where did you get this from? Just tell them I didn't eat Indomie anymore at 2 p.m., 2 a.m., and I was running. Just run. <laughs> run, run, and go. I've booked a facial with Lady Joe. I just, all I need is to lose weight. I'll do a facial with Lady Joe, and I'm ready for 11 11. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> the rest is just going to be, I need as many green ticks as possible in the Paul's family. All ticked off, actually. Let me see everyone's comments, guys. We just end it from here. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. Uh, day one mobilization message. Uh, Armstrong Nation, of course. Yes, sir. The, the latest champ in the nation. Latest champ, latest winner. Armstrong had his fight on Saturday and he won. Um, bigging you up, bro. <laughs> we are going for it. We are going for it. Remember, remember that scripture. You might, you might want to take it down so that when anyone sounds off in their symphony in the next few days, just bring the scripture out and say, remember what you looked like before this word met you. Remember. I can see so many middle pattern hair here. You know, I like the M pattern hair. Once I see it, I know Pretty Odia has been doing her job and Zaheer been doing her job. Zaheer, I bet you any money you're booked up for 11-11. I know. You're booked up. But it's fine. It's sure you've hit your target. It's all good. So...
I don't mind that. That's beautiful and brilliant. But remember before you came, you didn't have access to Zaheer and you didn't have access to Pretty OD. Yeah? And Pretty OD, you remember you've upgraded or the hair you do now is not normal standard again. Or chai. Huh? It's not the same. What? Talk to me now. What? <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that for you, man. For all the haters, man. What? They're watching the video now. They say, mm, I should have invested in this girl. <laughs> Remember, I'm telling you, I would have been that investment guy carrying fold and pack and thinking that I would have had the maddest look, shoes, crazy looking, sitting outside looking for presidents to give me or uncles to give me investment. If not that this word hijacked me and I heard, you know, if not that I heard the word, because I came with other people, they just didn't hear the word. I came, I came with three other guys, two other guys. They just didn't hear the word. I will never forget the day we parted ways. We met up one day in a meeting. We, had a, we booked a meeting room or something one day. And one of them said, this pastor Toby guy, man, he's not trying to drop the money. Let's just move on. I will never forget that day. And I remember saying, guys, I don't think this guy, our relationship with this guy will just be money. Let's stay. Let's see how it goes. I said, no, trust me. He's wasting our time. I think we can meet some uncle here. This one from Nigeria. This one. From... They had a big meeting about it. And in the end, we all parted ways. At that meeting, was so... one of them left and said, okay, I don't want to talk to both of you anymore. I think both of you are crazy. You guys have lost your mind. That one went. The other one looked at me and said, um... I like you, but you're on a long thing, so you want to do this church stuff. And that's not why we came to this back place. We came because this pastor, I think he has money. Let's just take money and do our trade. <laughs> and that one left. And I was the only one that then said, okay, let me call the Pastor Toby guy tomorrow and see what he's on. And I was calling, calling, and PT was not answering his phone. So I came to the church, and then there was an uncle there that just won't let me see PT. He just, that uncle always gives me wahala. And I'm like, sir, can I meet um, Pastor Toby? He says, no, nah, no, nah, he's not around right now. Yeah, you're going to have to wait for him, you know? So some of you who've been in the church, you know who that is. And he will make me wait, 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 wait. And you know how PT is on his journeys. You don't know when he's coming. So I'll just go home. Like, it's just one chance day. I just, I was coming in and PT was walking in as well. I just barged through it. I said, ah, oh, Pastor Toby. Then we started talking. That uncle was so upset. He was so upset. But I had to play my best card. My best card was, I can teach you how to trade. So it's, looking back now, it's a very stupid card, but <laughs> that's the only card I had. I said, mm, how do I keep this thing? I can teach you how to trade. And to my shock, PT said, yeah, I want to learn how to trade. Now, of course, I now know that's a... A pastoral strategy. <laughs> As a strategy. He said, oh, I learned how to trade. I was coming every day. Wow. He said, oh, wow. He even said, mm, wow. Mm. How do I place this trade? <laughs> and then I was coming every day diligently to teach him how to trade, not knowing he didn't care about the trading. So you got me, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Think back how you came so that you know you have Upgraded. You've upgraded mad. Don't try it. Different perspectives, yes. 
you upgraded like crazy. Think back. You tried to be a big shot entrepreneur before. <laughs> and the world hits you mad. Bam. The funny thing is, maybe you did your business, someone else did that business and did well. You tried it your own. You're just thinking, ah, but this guy did his own, he did well, or this girl. I did the same thing. Why did mine crash? Guess what? You're a divergent. You're not meant to. You're a divergent. Look out for the word. <laughs> if you can hear the word, you'll be fine. If not, it's going to be very hard for you. This system of this world is so clever. Malik, there will always be bin men. Don't laugh at them. There will always be bin men. Bin men are people who missed a set man saying something to them. Listen, don't, don't allow people to fool you and say, ah, but bin men are humans too. They can have an opportunity. It's not true. See, this world is clever. In society, young men who don't hit their potential, they end up going to jail or they end up doing something mad. Society will not waste you. The beauty of the system of the world is so, and this is what you have to be so scared about and why you should not play games with your position in the house. The system of the world will not waste you. Are you hearing me? It will not waste you. It will look at you up and down. It will check where you're from, check where you're born, check your ability, check how smart you are, and it will give you an offer. That is how we have them. They're fulfilling their role in society. They're not bad people. Because sometimes you see young men and they're laughing at certain people. Don't laugh. It can easily be you if you miss out on the word. Don't laugh at people going to job center. It can easily be you, you know. If you don't, if you, if you miss this word as a divergent and you think you're, the world, you can actually succeed in the world and you miss this word, huh. when you get back outside, the world will remind you that, oh, you, you're back. Okay. This is what we rate you as. Here's your job. No love. Better stay. Stay where value has put on you that you don't deserve. It's only that you're a divergent. You, you think differently. Okay? Jadida, you hearing me? You won't be pretty for long, okay? I'm telling you the truth. You won't be. We'll all get older. You will not be. So, listen. Uh -huh. Thank you. It's been a pleasure spending the time with you this evening. It's just P.O. speaking to the Heartbeat family. And um, for anybody else who was on, it was a pleasure to have you on as well. Tomorrow, like I said, the other leaders will be on. And please take a look at the screen as the ticks get ticked off. Uh, we've given ourselves as a family a challenge to have as many of the partners. These are all the partners in the Heartbeat. To have as many of the partners... I'm looking the wrong way. Should I be looking this way? To have a, am I looking the right way? Yeah, to have as many of the partners ticked off as possible. I'm getting used to this TV stuff, do you know what I mean? So um, make sure that you're tuned in. I can see all the names scrolling down, etc. Okay, I love you guys. Take care. Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.